When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. May 16th, 2023, the build to the next NXT pay-per-view battleground. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, NXT edition. I am Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Afrikanawa, and Issa is on her way. She's resetting a power breaker. If you stare hard enough, you'll be able to see her in the center. I know it's a small, it looks like it's just me and Glenn, but if you look hard enough, you'll be able to see Issa in the center of that little tiny frame there. Yes, it's like a magic eye. Uh, But... Alfred, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Feeling good. Playoffs are on. The NXT, of course. It was a, it was a show. But uh, I have no complaints. What about you? I am tired, man. I went to a casino last night at mid, like midnight on a Monday to uh, do an off-strip casino in Vegas to do my my gambling. And Shout uh, out to Santa Fe Station. Yes, Santa Fe Station, where it's always popping off on Monday night. <laughs> uh, like there were maybe... 30 people in the entire casino. Wow. Well, that's good though. You get your time to yourself and yeah. you don't want it to be social hour at the casino. You want to get your shit yeah. done. You find that video poker with a progressive payout that nobody is on. And you just say like, I'm going to, I'm going to just ride this till it, till it pays. It's going to be awesome. I know good if you're time. a blackjack fan, there's nothing you hate more than when their casino is crowded and some noob comes to your table and screws up the whole count. It's true. It's true. You know, and those $5 tables get crowded, man. <laughs> sure. I could go to Aliante. That's a nice casino, but that's yeah. like 10 or 15. No, Santa Fe, $5, keeping it real. And I'm sure the drinks are cheaper too, right? So, I mean, more bank. Oh, well, I mean, there. hey, man, if you're playing, if you're high rolling on a Monday night, you're getting comped, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good times. Drinking with me with my Michelob Ultra. You know, it's only got 2.6 grams of carbs. Lovely. Anyhow. Yes, I actually I was up. I uh, was up like a hundred bucks, so it was good. Good times last night. Awesome. Good time. Might have to go back tonight. I don't have a problem. My wife's out of town. I have nothing to do. So you know, it's either that or hit up Chicas Bonitas or you know some some other gentleman's club. It's not a problem until you start gambling your mortgage. Yeah. Only then is it a problem. Anything up to the mortgage, you're fine. So- I'm gonna go to the sports book and be like, let me let me bet on wrestling. Yeah, well, good luck yeah. with that. It's, it's not really working for WWE in terms yeah. of legalizing it. They're getting told no by everybody. It's such a dumb idea. It's such a dumb idea. In so many ways. I think the only issue that all 50 states are unified in, in this country, should gambling be legal in wrestling? Because WWE is running to, I think, 13 different states have told them no now. I mean, why don't we just bet on what's going to happen on succession? Oh, that'd be lit. I'd, I'd gamble on that. Yeah. What are the 
Oh, Logan Roy comes back from the dead. Is that plus 20,000? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not that he, nobody knows anything, but you know. I'll put a dollar on that just in case. Yeah. You know? It'll be a what are the odds Cousin Greg is running Waystar Royco by the end of the season? I think that's like I five to one. It. Yeah, could it could happen. It. it could happen. Oh, man. So what's going on in the world of wrestling? Well, in the world of wrestling, let's start with the new name. For WWE and UFC, we are now, Glenn, in the era of TKO. This is the TKO era. I know there was a name. I believe it was New Whale Inc. that was floated around in terms of what the umbrella company would be after Endeavor bought WWE and now owns WWE and UFC. But as an homage to the combat sports world and the term TKO, technical knockout, this will be the name of the new group between WWE and UFC merged, it's TKO Group Holdings. What do we think about this? Do we like it better than the whale, Glenn? Tony Khan owns. Oh, owns oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's foreshadowing. Him and his dad going to take it over. They wouldn't have to change the initials. Yeah, um, right there. Good so time. there's still hope. Yeah, yeah. Tony did try to buy WWE. He was uh, trying to get involved in that, so... Now that his initials are there, maybe it'll fire him up more. Hey, they're going to get a nice big bag. We're going to talk about that pretty soon. Maybe he can maybe. put some of that money behind and uh, and hope for the future. Yes. Well, we'll see, man. We'll see. This is this merger is going to be interesting. I did I did buy a little WWE stock uh, when this all was closing. I'm very curious to see what the new company will do. Yeah, it'll, if they have the effect on wwe positively that they have had on ufc there's no reason to believe that wwe stock won't continue to grow i'm pretty bullish on what endeavor could do i think a lot of the smartest people are the people who bought wwe stock maybe right before the pandemic when oh my god no but 20 i remember when tough enough the last season of tough enough wwe stock was like 15 dollars. yes yes and i remember it went up to 20 and i was like too rich for my blood uh and i think i bought like three shares of it at Ninety dollars. Wow, a couple Very months. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, hey, I've made like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, and there's this. a lot of growth for the stock too, from fifteen to ninety, and now it's yeah. well over a hundred. And you know, because the the word on the street, these rumors of WWE being sold, these were pre-pandemic rumors, and uh, even the idea of WWE negotiating, I think, was the ideal time to buy a stock. I went on this very podcast. One of my first experiences with Wrestling Inc. was I went on Nick Hausman's podcast, Justin Hausman Wrestling, and I said, buy WWE right now. And I think this was in 2019. And I mean, now WWE stock is well over $100. And who knows uh, what, where it could go in terms of Endeavor taking a vested interest in this? Because I think it's going to go up. It's actually funny. I bought it when the, the Saudi rumor was happening. And uh, it's funny feeling like, you know, the quote unquote dirt sheets know something Wall Street doesn't. Like that was a really weird yeah. feeling. And it was weird even to see after the merger was announced and we all were talking about it. The stock didn't get its bump till like four or five days later when Wall Street was like, oh, hey, this might actually right. be good for the company. Kind of crazy. Yeah, very much so. You know, what is this going to mean for Warner Brothers stock with this AEW? God, I mean, it's really funny. I'm, I'm surprised um, people talk about different indexes you can buy based on things, but I'm surprised. I mean, we, you could kind of have a little bit of a combat sports vertical between TKO. You could say, well, Warner Brothers, uh, you know, NBC Universal, you can kind of look at these different entities and look at the, how wrestling impacts their business. 
And this is not financial advice, but yeah, you could read Wrestling Inc. Look at the news and say, what's this going to mean on the street? How's this going to affect the price? CM Punk's coming back. Is that going to bump WBD stock? Probably not, but it's fun to speculate. I I don't think any one thing that happens with AEW or transactionally will bump their stock. I think this is a long-term vision. WBD is a nightmare right now in terms of economically. They're just trying to get above water and stay afloat after taking on all these costs and this big merger. They're cutting billions of dollars. But the good news for AEW is AEW is going to be a focal point of this new WBD in terms of moving forward, in terms of building around product. AEW is cheap property that does very well in the ratings, and that's what they need. They need profitability, and so there really looks like doubling down on AEW. And honestly, couldn't come at a better time with the writer strike because they need mm-hmm. they're going to need content. And uh, who writes AEW? Nobody, nobody knows. They're not part of a union. Nobody knows. Nobody does. They don't. They don't do that. Everything's unscripted, so they can just set everybody out there. Yeah. And, and I know. I'm sure they do have a loose script or whatnot, but they are not known for their prominent writing as AEW. You don't think QT's in the WGA? <laughs> I, I don't think they'd let him in there. <laughs> I don't think you feel like I gotta admit, it is kind of shady that WWE is like bragging about like our writers aren't union. They're not in the writers guild. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah, you better don't not tell on yourself. Yeah. They can create some problems for themselves. Oh, it would be it would kind of be awesome if they were. Yeah. Yeah. I'll eat all three of my shares in WWE if they unionize the talent and the writers. Just to see. Wow. Like I'll I'll ride that nose that worth it. Worth every penny. Martyr. I think Zelina Vega would appreciate. <laughs> Did she change her tune on that? Has anyone asked her about that? No. I think I when you interview her, you need to ask her and say, you know, you had a very provocative tweet a couple of years ago about supporting unionization. How have your thoughts evolved on that? She'll be like, well, that was AI, so I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Right? <laughs> I think she's still strong in her stance. She still follows me. That's the, you know, She's still strong that. in that stance. Yeah. I think yeah. she's just not saying it as much. Her know? and Andrew Yang, they're gonna they're gonna solve that problem tomorrow. Yeah. You know, they're getting together behind Yang Gang. Them. Hashtag Yang Gang. One of these days, but uh, it is the uh, forever problem with WWE unionization, of course. And uh, somebody who also has been having problems, Glenn, is AEW Rampage. The forever problem with them has been getting yeeted for one <laughs> the time. For- slot. The forever problem. Yes, yes, because this has lasted forever now, where they've been in one time slot after another. Uh, including this past weekend, their go-home show for Double or Nothing is going to be uh, in another time slot. And this past Saturday, Saturday Night Rampage drew the worst number in the history of AEW Rampage, which, as we know, is a very low bar, 284,000 viewers. Them's power slap numbers, a .07 rating in 18 to 49. So AEW, whether it's in its time slot or not, just going against the NBA playoffs is going to be a monster. And AEW Rampage is a show that not even the hardcore AEW fans are supporting. It's going to be a tough sled for AEW Rampage moving forward in or out of its time slot, Glenn. Isn't it amazing how that show started as now we are in the AEW empire era and now they're franchising and they're expanding and they're doing multiple nights and CM Punk is back and we got this hot show to now it is the Sunday night heat of AEW. Yeah. And it's all about Saturdays. Saturday is definitely going to be, at least initially, and this is what we saw with Rampage, is it's going to be treated as a hot commodity 
My fear is if the ratings start to soften and people start viewing it as a B show, will Tony Khan double down and try to make it more of an A show and try to load up the town? Or will he do what he did with Rampage and just kind of let go? Because before Rampage was rendered lame duck by collision, for I would say a good year before this even was announced, Rampage yeah, you, was seen you, as a B show and nobody cared. Yeah, you didn't need to even tell like no no one even needs to state that. Like we could see just by the booking and the I mean, how many right. weeks was Orange Casting the best friends in the main event and there was some sort of interference? Like they were just like AI was writing and booking these matches for the better part of the last year. And not even well, not even good AI. They couldn't even afford chat GPT. Yeah, not even like number three for the Philadelphia 76ers, Allen Iverson, like bad AI, which I think Allen Iverson might be able to write a better show than Tony Khan at this point. They were using a magic eight ball. And I mean, the kind you hold in your hand, not the other kind. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought. I don't know what eight ball you're talking about. A magic eight ball was booking the show. Are there rumors about that? I didn't know. No, but that's pretty good though. Why is nobody, why have I never heard that joke be made ever in my life? Of someone saying a magic eight ball and somebody assumed it was the other kind of eight ball. Yeah, well, that has been copywritten because it's a perfect analogy for AEW in terms of how that joke could be misconstrued with one Tony Khan. There you go. Work that into your stand-up act. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll say allegedly, though. I don't want anybody suing me. I'm not making any type of allegations, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. I am not I am not intoxicated. I am drinking a lemon perfect. This is hydrating water. It's very tasty. Very tasty water. When are we going to get the return of white energy? I have one can of white energy left. They've changed the name to silver energy out of sensitivity. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Come on. No, you got to double down on that. They had to have seen this coming. Amazon's generic house brand has a red energy drink and they had a white energy drink. And it's just this big can. It's this white energy. And I bought this thinking, oh, this is so cringy funny and uh yeah it, it tastes fine but they changed the the name to silver that, silver that energy is hilarious that is so funny see that's something i gotta work in my stand-up act yes white energy uh kelvin r alexander two dollars give sarah bear lash and jakara all the belts yeah and i think noam dar would be very happy about that he has a type as we'll get I, into tonight. Uh, yeah i was gonna say um so someone backstage is very self-aware I'm telling Dr. Umar Johnson I know I'm Dar if he starts dating Last Legend. Dr. Umar will not have any of it. You know, (laughs) love is love. I think there's no color. I think they'd make a very cute couple. And I think Noam Dar is phenomenal in his role. And I think him and I think Noam Dar is exactly what Last Legend needs right now. Perhaps. (laughs) Hello. What's up, East? What else? Uh, Issa, good to see you. How's your how's the power situation? I don't know. You might lose me again, but we'll see what's going on. Keep you guys posted. Okay. Let us know what's going on. The word on the street in Puerto Rico. Listen, Puerto Rico problems, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, some truth. Uh, so what else is going on in the news? Our final story is uh, we talk about Puerto Rico problems. Well, let's talk about America problems that maybe Seth Rollins could solve because oh, it God. is being assumed that Seth Rollins, according to WRKD Wrestling on Twitter, has landed a gig in the next Captain America movie. Movie. He has an apparent role. This is why we saw pre-taped interviews with Rollins last night with Corey Graves. And uh, Seth Rollins, Seth, uh, which would be a major 
role. I don't know what his role would be, but he's going to appear in the Captain America movie upcoming. Are you excited about this, Issa? Of course I am. I mean, he's worked a lot of gear uh, inspired by Marvel characters. I'm super happy for him. Let's not forget he had a breaking role in the old-time classic Sharknado. So this is not uh, Seth Rollins' first, you know, walk in the park. I'm excited for him. I'm I'm super happy every time I see wrestling go mainstream. It, it does nothing but help. It's interesting he never had a lead in a WWE Studios film, much like Dean Ambrose in 12 Rounds 3 Lockdown. Yeah. Well, those movies were robbed of Oscars, by the way. Dean Ambrose should have. Lockdown was good, man. 12 Rounds 3? Yeah. Now, he only had 12 rounds in his gun, and it all took place inside an office building. That was the hook this time. So we had uh, to use the, the rounds wisely. Is that what it was? Yes. Was budgeting yes. the rounds that we wanted Sparingly. to kill? <laughs> Yes, very much so. It's like the Chris Rock routine about making you know bullets more expensive. Bullet so you control. use them sparing as bullet control. It was like that, but with Dean Ambrose. Because when you think of Chris Rock, Dean Ambrose, logical, logical conclusion. Uh, but, uh, no, I think, okay, so Seth Rollins is rumored or speculated He's playing a member of the Serpent Society and a character by the name of Viper. Wow. Incidentally enough. So I love to see how WWE addresses that without having to constantly mention Randy Orton each time. Yeah. Randy Orton must be pissed. Hey, he's been in a WWE Studios movie. Why not give the Viper oh, role to him? Two. 12 rounds yeah. two, yes. So originally they wanted CM Punk for. Why do I know this? I know this I, too, I, yeah. This my baby brother, his birthday, I can't remember if it's May 25th or May 26th, but I distinctively remember CM Punk was almost in 12 rounds too as the star. Oh, I still remember that and my brother's birthday. Shout out to December 4th, which is also the same birthday as Jay-Z. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And get used to seeing this, by the way. Get used to seeing these WWE superstars in these big movies. They have all of Hollywood owns WWE now. Between Ari Emanuel and Nick Khan, that's all of Hollywood. And so if they want to be in movies, they're going to get in movies. Yeah. I mean, crazy that Seth got it before Becky did. Yeah. And I was hearing that Becky was rumored for a role in a Marvel movie. Did they ever announce that? Uh, nothing I'm aware of. There's, there's a really great... Uh, like Marvel Studios rumors on Reddit. There was an old one that was called Marv Marvel Studios leaks. They had to shut that down because Marvel threatened to sue after they like leaked so much of the Ant-Man sequel. They blamed that for its box office failure. Kind of crazy. Nobody has any patience anymore. I know it's weird though, right? Because it's like, I, I want to know, but I don't want to know, but yeah, I kind of want to know. Eh, you know, it is what, in fact, I would say Marvel fans and DC fans like, that's up there with pro wrestling fans when it comes to speculation. It's the same goddamn thing. It's well, the same thing. The dynamic between how they hate each other, how there's, you know, it's the same thing. No, you know how I get advertisers interested in wrestling? Like, because they're like, why should we care about wrestling? I'm like, one, it's, it's a very good demographic, but it's where, like, the sports nerd and the comic book nerd meet in the middle is professional wrestling. Oh, yes. That's a good point. Never thought of it. You know? Closest thing we get to real-life superheroes. Yeah. You know, uh, Phoebe is saying, uh, yeah, Becky was up for a role in the Eternals. The only Marvel movie that I almost fell asleep during the Eternals. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't hear good things about that. Shout out to, I'm very excited for Anthony Mackie and the Captain America movies, though. That'll yeah. Yeah, he's going to he's going to be awesome. Uh, anything else in the news? Nope, that's your news. There you go. That's all that's happening in the world. Oh, Matt Hardy got his Twitter account back. Oh, good for him. I heard he was hacked and uh, stuck. We hacked away with hilariously trolling him, but. 
All is right with the world. I bet you she's sick. I bet you he sicked Rebbe on them. That's what happened. Rebbe went to Elon Musk's office and within five minutes, he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'll give this to her back. (laughs) So NXT tonight, we are on the road to battleground, which will be happening opposite double or nothing. Yep. At the same time, you could set up two TVs next to each other. Not even picture in picture. Two televisions. And watch them together. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be good. Do you think people... I mean, no. I was going to say, here. here's the funny thing, though. I bet you there'll be people at NXT on their phone watching AEW. I don't think there'll be anyone in Double or Nothing on their phone watching Battleground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can say that. You never know. <laughs> That's the difference in the type of fans that watch each show. They might have time to watch Battleground since we only have, like, what, two matches made for Double or Nothing? Yeah. It'll go ahead with the pre-show. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Well, NXT tonight coming to you from Florida. We had more going on in the women's tournament. We had an excellent return to form with Tony D'Angelo's promo segment. Yes. Uh, We had more build up with Braun and Mello. And we opened tonight with Cora Jade versus Fallon Henley in a quarterfinals match for the NXT Women's Championship Tournament. Cora Jade getting the win. Pretty predictable. Poor Fallon. You know, she uh, lost her tag team partner. She kept the family bar, but now here she is losing to Corrigan. But at what cost? At what cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Issa, what did you think of this match? As predictable as it was, I thought the match was fun. I thought yeah. I thought both of them, you know, did well. The the predictability factor did take away a little bit of interest when I was watching it. But overall, I thought both of these women looked great. And yeah, I I, I had a feeling Corrigan was going to make it to this round. So yeah, nothing surprising there. Good opening to the show, though. Yeah. Yeah. Not the greatest match of all time, but I mean, we don't expect that in NXT. But I'm pleased that Cora Jade won. That what I like about this tournament is there's a lot of favorites. There's multiple people I could see winning this tournament, which usually isn't the case with wrestling yeah. tournaments. But I could legitimately see three or four, you know, between Cora, Roxanne, and Tiffany Stratton, I could see them going either of those directions. Well, because with all these changes, it's like they've shaken up uh, the snow globe, and now we have to see how it, how it settles. Right. You know, we don't know what the exact hierarchy is. And I think it's exciting because if you would have asked me three, if you if you said three months ago, hey, they're going to do this tournament. Like if you would ask me right after Roxanne lost the championship, I would have been like, oh, Roxanne's going to get it back. But now I don't know. And that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Issa, Sophie Dofi is throwing it down by saying it'll be interesting to see how many YouTubers do Battleground and AEW watch alongs at the same time. Me. I'm going to be doing it. So there you go. I'll be following both as well. But I'll be watching and I'll be watching Issa's watch along. How about that? Wow. That's an inception <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, so decent match to open the show. Uh Lyra Valkyra then was at ringside staring down Cora Jade. Who do you got between Lyra and uh Jade Alfred? Hopefully Cora Jade. I mean Cora Jade, they really need to start getting behind and pushing. I feel like she's lost in the stuff during WrestleMania season because she really wasn't on TV, and I think Cora needs to win this match. Issa? I don't know because I kind of want Tiffany to move on to the end, and I don't see them doing two heels. Yeah. Mm. I don't see them doing two heels, so I'm not sure that we get Cora and Tiffany for the final round. So maybe that means that we get the rematch between Roxanne and Cora because I feel like common sense is Cora. 
wins this match. But mm. um, if it's Stephanie's turn, I just don't know that we go with two heels in the final round. So I'm actually very interested to see how the matches go next week. I don't feel like next week feels as predictable as this week felt. Well, backstage, Thea Hale uh, <laughs> was there and had an exchange with Kiana James. Will Kiana James try and buy Chase University? Because that seems like the next natural storyline for her. But. How much do Hale, you think that they will sell it for? Well, all three of us should go in and buy Chase do U? a little investing. Yeah. We, we go to some, Santa Fe yeah. Station. You know, we come up about $200, $300, and then we put in a bid. Yeah, I, I yeah. traded my my three hundred dollars in WWE stock. <laughs> you know. I have a couple hundred bucks in WWE stocks too. I'll put See? it out there. There you go. Yeah, we'll use that as collateral. You know. Yeah. I think we take over Chase. You maybe give a royalty to Andre Chase, just so you know he's still wet in his beak. I ain't every, giving uh, nothing. I never comes out of your cell. Comes out of your cut. I'm not giving nothing. <laughs> well, uh, Thea Hale challenges Keanu James to a match, and. Uh, yeah, we had that later in the night. We had Wesley and Tyler Bate meditating. Why was it so smoky in that room? I mean, incense. Mm. Incense. Another another type of smoke. Wesley has a story with, with the smoke yeah. and that riddle. You know what that smoke was, yeah. Glenn. I think, I, I think it was MSK smoke is what it was. Yep. Yes, and then the diet appeared out of nowhere and beat them down. And Joe yeah, Gacy did. and Ava walked in. He was like, your friendship will burn out. Like, what? what? <laughs> Who do you think you are? There was a lot of weird talk, talking segments tonight that made no sense. Yes. A little strange. Um, Carmelo and Trick in the ring. Respectfully. Responding to uh, Braun Breaker. Can, can we talk about how they came out the car with both of them had their shirts off and yeah. Trick has <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad I'm not the I called it out of my watch. I was like, what were they doing in this car? Hey, <laughs> it is the NXT parking lot. Anything goes down there, you know? So we're one month away from Pride Month. I have no problem with that. So if you want to celebrate early. <laughs> well, I, that's the first thing I noticed. Gulak and Dempsey did say the life they live is totally different. The lifestyle. Yes, they, 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 <laughs> they button their pants when they drive. They wear shirts in cars. I mean, the, the pants could have been buttoned when they yeah. started the drive. You know, is they that, don't know. Is that the new trend in the streets? Because if I, I haven't heard of this trend of unbuttoning your belt and walking around, I, that hasn't gotten to me yet. Galvin, two dollars saying they were smoking the devil's lettuce. They certainly were. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but this response was good. Yeah. Uh, Dempsey and Gulak came out. We were getting Willy Wonka chance at Dempsey. And, uh, then they attacked Williams and Hayes, but Hayes and Williams were standing tall at the end. Yeah. And set up a tag team match for later on the show. Yeah. It's good. The Willy Wonka chance cracked me up. Hilarious. What about, I, is this something organic? Is this something, did somebody come up with this or is this just something the crowd has run with? I have no idea. I think it's the first time that I actually noticed this change. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now, I have to admit, every time I've been where wrestling chants start, like somebody says it, and then people will be like, that's clever. 
I would love it if someone had the history of the performance center in NXT of every time someone started a chant and like nobody went along with it. <laughs> Do you want it on spreadsheets, uh, Glenn? Yeah, I would love to know what didn't catch on. Although my favorite is my favorite ever is there was one time where there was just uh, I don't remember what the promo segment was. I think it was in NXT, and there was one guy that just went out. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That was probably my favorite failed chant. Uh, it worked better as a failed chant. What's up with Dijak and Dragonoff in this tonight? Holy shit. That was some segments. hostile stuff going on back there. What was he doing with that nightstick? Uh, this was... Uh, <laughs> like, I was uncomfortable by these vignettes. Fifty Shades of Dragonoff is how this I saw This brutality that was happening. I got... Yeah, I got Fifty Shades of it. I got, I got hostile. I got Jigsaw. I got torture porn there was a lot in those vignettes yeah so they kept coming back to this and dragon i was like i'm not i haven't begun you can i can take everything you can dish out yeah <laughs> pause it was kind of like deliverance it, that, that's what i thought they were going next in terms of how they're building this up <laughs> i don't think i mean maybe HBK first of all, is, yeah first of all i'm sorry but i had to talk about this before the torture porn started we did get Dijak writing on a journal. And my question is, is this Apollo's journal? Did Apollo pass it down to Dijak now that he got mm. called up because he doesn't need the journal no longer in the main roster? I, I, mean, would, great I would love to see Dijak's journal and it starts halfway through and the opening pages. Well, for starters, everything that was written previously in this journal is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, if you're reading this, Prepare for some hard justice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is definitely uh, Apollo's journal. Yeah. Uh, in my mind and in my heart, it is. But so these were uncomfortable. And they like shot these all cinematically. They put yeah. effort into this. This was very uncomfortable. And I'm not even sure why. What Were you more uncomfortable by this or Trick Williams and the Undone Fans? <laughs> Okay, first off, sometimes on a long car ride, you want to, you know, you got tight pants, you're sitting down, you're like, How far do you think they live from the performance center? How long was this car ride? <laughs> yeah, they didn't drive from Boston. <laughs> I'm just saying, sometimes your pants are a little tight and you need to like air some things out a little bit. You want to get, get some that. circulation. Sure. What made you yeah. more uncomfortable? I, I think um, I, under, I have unbuttoned my pants on a car ride before. Okay. So Dijak would be then. Dijak, because I'm not even sure what was happening. Yeah. And that made me more uncomfortable. Alfred, what made you more uncomfortable? This did make me slightly more uncomfortable than Trip Williams having his pants unbuttoned. I didn't think I could get more uncomfortable, but this challenged me and they brought me over the, the hump of being uncomfortable because now I don't even see how they're going to do a match coming from out of this. I felt like this is the match. <laughs> this is the match. I just like, I just beat the crap out of you, like in some undisclosed location. Yeah, I just this, I I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, also, trick made you more uncomfortable then. No, trick never makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, it felt like this felt like like it was pitched as a throwback to like one of the boiler room beatdowns in the Attitude Era, but mm -hmm. they shot it like a saw. Like it looks. It I, I was waiting for Jigsaw for the little puppet yeah. to come out in the little bicycle and say, "I want to play a game." They shot it so seriously that helped sell it to a level that I was like, oh, this is actually a little unpleasant to watch. I thought it was great. I enjoyed it, but I'm into that kind of stuff, you know. 
it was outside of the box. I don't hate the attempt. It's not even like I hated the segment. I just thought it was weird. It's just strange, though, because the idea in NXT that in a professional wrestling company, instead of having a match or settling it in the ring, like, I'm going to take you to an und- to a second location and torture you, seems <laughs> they could settle this in the ring. They could have yeah. a fight. It just seemed no, a little... No, it's too conventional in the ring. Too conventional. But there was this wasn't a match. This There wasn't a back and forth. Maybe this was something that was written in the journal and, and it was Dijak's job to see it through. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, maybe it was Dijak's fantasy as he was writing in his journal and it, was, it came to life. There you go. You know? I wish it was on hostile things. Like, that should be a gimmick where where you kidnap people and people can bet to punish them. <laughs> hostile was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember Hostile. Oh, so Khan good. So and good. And say, you know, uh, Nick, if WWE and UFC is lacking anything, we need... Come on, you put, like, who has a super punchable face? Austin Theory. Somebody kidnaps Austin Theory, and then you just start saying, hey, you guys want to beat him up? Whatever you want to do, you know, place your bets. Highest bets gets a shot. I love it. I like it. That's that's good booking right there. And then the the, funny in the booking meeting, they go, Issa, and then he breaks free, and they have a match, and he wins. like, no. They just keep torturing him, and then eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. he like dies of dehydration or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna fly. Um... <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy Howell. That's basically what this podcast is. This is uh, what we do. We talk yeah. about the show. Yeah, we just do it publicly. Yes. <laughs> And we get paid for it, so I everybody everybody wins. This. What a gig! Yeah, what a gig. Especially the audience. Audience, you win the most in this situation. I want you to remember that. Do they? They do. They're the uh, real So we had Creed versus the Dyad, and Ivy and Ava getting into it a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. The crowd really popped for it, and it was a cool spot at the end. And I thought this match was cool. Talking about cool spots, that double four fifty was really. Awesome. Yeah, that was really awesome. That it took like five minutes to set up for it. Yeah, they well, set up for you know, what? the payoff. The payoff was good. I really like this match. I mean, I'm not the biggest Dyad fan. I mean, Joe Gacy and Ava, I think, are great. But the Dyad, you know, that you could tell they clearly don't want to be there. They don't want to be there so much they asked for their release. Yeah, well, you never know it for this match. They worked their asses off in this match. Yeah, they did a good job in this like, match. Match ran a little long, you know. Even with that long, maybe a lot of it was that time they <laughs> took to stall. But I thought it was a good match, and they could have cut some time off of it. But the finish was really good, and by the end of it, the crowd was really into it. Yeah, yeah. it had a it had a couple of really good uh, finishing segments to end the match. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I can't help but to think how they still have the diamond mine um, graphics and how oh, Roderick Strong is now the father that went out for cigarettes on diamond mine and never ah! came back. <laughs> Poor Roddy. <laughs> Poor Roddy. Poor, Poor kid. Roddy. He left them. I know he's he torn up about it. Support. He's torn up. He had to go to another promotion to, to try and dodge, you know, supporting his kids. Kiana James needs to be garnishing Roderick Strong's AEW wages so that he can pay that child support for the yep. kids he left behind in NXT. Well, Creed got the win tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great match. Great match. A little long. Agreed. But great match. I mean, you did make a good point with the double 450 spot. Took forever to set up, but great finish. So it was like, you know, 
foreplay for half hour to get like a whole minute of action, but that's literally what it equals to. I mean, but is the juice worth the squeeze? Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to let that one hang there. Oh, no, come on. Answer the question. I want to okay. know. Is the juice worth the squeeze? It's pretty, or it's is pretty the cool. squeeze worth the juice? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we had Tony D'Angelo. Now, Tony D'Angelo, I could do an entire, an entire podcast. I could do an hour just talking about this segment. He's the goat. What we saw tonight. This was a return to fucking form. Part of my language. Tony D'Angelo is out there with stacks. What form is he returning to prison? Well, let me talk about this a second. He ruined Dominic Mysterio. Tony, Tony's done time. Well, first off, Tony's got lawyers. D'Angelo family has lawyers on speed dial. Oh, yeah. Speed dial even a thing? Yes, it is, because the D'Angelo family has it for their lawyers. Um, so, okay, so Tony D is out with stacks. They're, you know, glad handing one another, having a nice time. Tony looking sharp as hell in that oh white God. jacket. With Gorgeous. the black uh the black lining on it. Gorgeous. So good. Like a million bucks. Post tax. Post tax. Adjusted for inflation. Yes. Um Stax has to go check on the shipment at the docks. Grease some uh, a delay. Yeah, I gotta grease some palms with the port authority. There were details. Somebody watched a mob movie, took notes, or from memory wrote this promo. Or maybe they just know that there's a big strike going on in Florida right now with the truck drivers, if I'm not mistaken. Tony D, like Jimmy Hoffa, is going to settle that shit. Only unlike Jimmy Hoffa, he's going to survive. And they're going to know where he is. They're going to know where he is. Um, Stax gets up, and Tony is sitting there trying to enjoy his meal. When rudely, two members of law enforcement flash their badges and want Tony to come down to the station for questioning. Somebody snitch. Yeah, who's snitch? Says, I want to know. We make our donations. We make our contributions. Why are you wasting my time? But they need to get him to come down to the station. We never saw their faces, which is interesting. The cops. Maybe they're undercover, Glenn. So we they can show their faces? Yeah. <laughs> I have been wanting since day one of Tony D'Angelo a Donnie Brasco style undercover. Maybe it's Stax. Oh my God, because Stax wasn't there. What if oh Stax is the, the what if Stax is? What Donnie? if he was two dimes from the other side? Oh, two dimes, Brasco. Donnie, two, two dimes. dimes. What if Forget he was about pretty, it? Pretty deadly. What if pretty deadly saw some suspicious things in that trunk? They survived. They did. They have to be on the snitch suspect list in terms of people. Who yeah, could definitely. I mean, these are all great candidates. We so should create a snitch anywhere. suspect now, list. Two dimes yeah. is there. We have pretty deadly. deadly. Who That's else cool. do we have on the snitch list? Well, Johnny Gargano, just because he's Johnny snitching, as you have uh, aptly oh, yeah. named him. Yeah, one thousand. He was always snitching. Yes. Yeah. Now, Definitely Johnny Gargano. I just need to say this because it needs to be said. When we first saw the badges and heard one of the voices, for a second, I thought it might be Breeze and Dango, the fashion police. Oh, my for God. a second. <laughs> Glenn, was you got to let it go. I'll you never let, let it go. go. Is it true Breeze more than the fashion is it, police? Is it true Breeze is doing some stuff at uh, the performance center, like some coaching or something? I don't know. I know he was I live on Twitch he, a little bit ago. Hmm. I've heard like intermittently that he comes by and he does like classes and stuff like that. I've heard. Yeah, that. he's in two K twenty three in the GM mode. 
still doing stuff with up up down down so i don't know but okay so the police took tony uh stacks came back was notified i don't know so many suspects it's like a game of clue who could it be we have to wait till at least next week to find out very they put him in jail and they start selling free Tony D t-shirts, they're gonna make No, we need- uh... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you wanna treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Please, everybody watching, uh, go tweet out your support by using the hashtag free the dumb. Thank you. <laughs> free the dumb. We need to never mind. I was gonna say we need no. to what? No, no, no Glenn, you know the rules. We you need an update. We have to call the station. We have to submit a Freedom of Information Act, a Sunshine Law request, I, and I find out what the stream. charges are. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page. I talked about it on my stream. We need to go down to the j- the courthouse and protest outside, just with free Tony D chance. Yeah, I just hope that Tony's okay. I mean, if he needs some commissary money, he needs to hit us up. We got him. You know, you know what you should do, Isa. You should uh, give Dominic a ring and do an interview. Prison expert Dominic could talk about perhaps some of the things Tony D's experiencing, based on Dominic's extensive knowledge <laughs> of uh, the American justice system and being incarcerated. You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And look at how much greater Dominic has come out of this situation. So you never know what kind of Tony we're gonna see after this. It's true. Calvin R. Alexander, $2 saying your boy got pinched. Um, <laughs> man. Stay strong, Tony. I'm we love you, Tony. We got you. So excited about this story. I will pour one for Tony, but I don't waste alcohol like that. But we love you, Tony. <laughs> I try not to drink a full energy drink, so I always pour a little out at the beginning. Because 200 milligrams of caffeine is too many. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll do that in honor of Tony D'Angelo. Please uh, record it. And then use the hashtag free the dumb. Thank you. Yes. Pouring a little out for Tony D. Ah, oh, man. This is so I'll do good. it with my iced coffee in the morning, too. Why would you waste iced coffee? Because I'm not going to waste alcohol. Well, I mean, another energy drink, you know? Priorities. Yeah. I don't drink energy drinks. Why not take a shot? Then you don't have to pour it out. You could just take a shot in honor of the Don. Okay. Free the Don. Free the Don. I hope Tony's okay. I do. And and Stacks, man, where were you? You're supposed to be there. Yeah, it's a little sketch. Yeah, very sketch that he leaves and then the cops come out and then he comes in acting stupid. I don't trust mm. him. I trust nobody. Mm. This is a very exciting storyline. This is more intriguing than anything going on on Raw or SmackDown right now. This is the best um... story potentially in all of WWE. <laughs> Is, uh, is Stax in the Fredo? Would Stax be Fredo? Because I'm not really up on my... We don't know. We don't know what Stax is in this case. It's crazy, right? Yeah. 
Hopefully yeah. he's not a snitch, because you know what happens to snitches. Oh, yeah. They cop a plea. They cut a deal and get a new life in Arizona <laughs> under a new name. Protection. Why Arizona? Wait a second. Why not they just do the time? <laughs> Wait a second. Didn't they say... <laughs> Didn't they say that uh, Sta- – oh, shit. I figured it out, guys. They said Stax's uncle was Henry Hill from Goodfellas. He sold out the mob and went into witness protection and then wrote Goodfellas. What if Stax is taken after Uncle Henry? Oh, God. And this is the same situation. And did you notice that Stax did not have a plate of food, almost like he was planning that he wasn't going to be there. Mm. He was aware of what was coming. Tony had a plate of food because he didn't think this was going to happen. Stax knew. Now, in Stax's defense. You know what? Stax is up on my high, high up in my list. Number one suspect after this. Yeah. Now, in fairness, Stax could just be watching his carbs. You know, it's like, Tony, I, I can't eat pasta. It's a little heavy. I'm trying to shed, trying to get my abs to come yeah, through. And he's fake Italian, which yeah. also makes him suspicious. I'll go and I'll watch you eat. How about that? You know, and I'll sit creepy. there. That's, that's creepy. It is kind of creepy. Especially if he's looking him in his eyes while he's eating. <laughs> and Tony was looking sharp tonight, too. So that would have gotten a little weird. And Sax is like, Tony, and you next just... thing you know, they're riding around in the car with no shirt on him. And pants on done. And Sax is like, Tony, since I can't eat it, I want you to eat it. I want you to describe it to me, what you're experiencing and feeling and how the pasta tastes. That explosion in your mouth. I need to know what it is. Vivid detail. <laughs> I want to experience it vicariously through you. Wow. As I sit here staring at you. Wow, Glenn. This took a turn. <laughs> this took a turn. And Stax is like, I'm not going to take a bite. I want to take a bite. Just bring the, let me just, just bring the plate in your head. I just want to get a whiff. Let me just smell it. I'm going to just imagine I'm eating the pasta and then you go back to doing it. That would be hot. <laughs> that you <laughs> You're into that, Alfred? You, you watch people oh, eat at Applebee's? Is that why you love Applebee's? Yeah, that's my kink. <laughs> no, actually, What's your favorite meal to watch somebody eat, Alfred? Oh, definitely the mozzarella sticks. Slow. <laughs> With the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm close. Oh, God. my God. <laughs> You can't tell I'm on a diet. I've been watching what I eat the past few months. And I swear to God, you know how I know when I'm eating well is I start having dreams about eating bad food in my dreams. And I feel guilty about the dream eating. I had a dream. I was um, pet sitting a buffalo. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. I know. Who's buffalo? Do you know who owned this buffalo? I don't know whose buffalo it was. (laughs) Was it friendly at least? Did it let you touch him? No, it killed my dog, but my oh, dog God. wasn't Roman. It was a different Roman. It was a crazy dream. And I, I come home and nobody wanted to tell me that Roman was no longer with us. What the hell? It was a crazy dream, but it was a big black buffalo. It was mean. i never seen a buffalo in my life. I think, I, I think maybe it's like I need to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Or Buffalo, New York. <laughs> no, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> or listen to the song Buffalo Stance by Nenda Cherry. Uh, <laughs> which is still a banger, 30 Five years later. Still, I'm not forgetting about the topic here. Stacks. Yes. I know. I know. Make a good case. See, now I'm not going to trust Stacks anytime I see him. No, and nobody should be trusted right now. That lady in the restaurant, she wasn't around anywhere. So why when Stacks came in, she was like, oh, he left with the, with the police officers. How'd she know? Don't trust her either. So 
stay tuned to see what happens there. Uh, Julius Creed for the challenge. Yes. Julius Creed. Oh, is Tony tweeted? Is he out yet? Do we know? (laughs) Should I DM him on Instagram? You should. And just be like, do you make bail? You need. Let him know that we're concerned about him. Oh, this is tough. His uh, one of his last tweets, April twenty fifth, was "Where's the evidence? Nobody saw nothing." Don't tweet that, Tony. That's it doesn't make you look what innocent. A, that's a rookie mistake. Yeah, and that Tony. was a couple weeks ago. That they could get a warrant on that. Come on, First Tony. of all, he should have never tweeted that. Second of all, he should have tweeted something very random and changed the GPS. Put a VPN on your phone, and then you change the GPS and tweet it from a different location. So that way, when the tweet goes out, you'll be like, "I didn't do it. Look where I was. I have a tweet." It shows where I was at, and then that way, you know, you can at least avoid. It gives you enough time to at least get away. Not that I've done this before. <laughs> what in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that should be an DM. Listen, I'm one with the streets. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Creed challenged Gallus to an NXT Tag Team Championship match at Battleground. No AM Dar had Dragon Lee on the Supernova sessions. And uh wait, I like that tweet. I'm not liking it. I don't want to be involved in this freaking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so No AM Dar bought an intro to Spanish book. He could have just taken Duolingo, like I've been. I'm on like a hun- day 118, No AM Dar. And he spent uh, $20 on that. What, what $20. Did you Duolingo? Duolingo, I think it's like 80 bucks for the year or something like that. Yeah, you got a better deal. Yeah, I got a, it's good. And every day I got a streak going and I'm learning, you know, it's working. Uh, but Dragon Lee speaks English. Uh, so Noam Dar was out there challenging him and, uh, you know, bragging about the Heritage Cup. Lee saying, do you want to defend it? We, uh, Nathan Frazier came out. We had an Alicia Fox reference, which is pretty dope. And uh, Dar accepted Lee's challenge. And then Frazier is going to go one-on-one with Noam Dar next week. This is good. Great. Noam Dar is unbelievable. I think he's a great character. I think he's a good heel. He did everything that he healed. He just came off as a little bit problematic, a little bit racist, you know. But this character was so good in terms of him with this cup. And as much as I do like Dragon Lee and Dragon Lee still new, I don't want Noam Dark losing this cup. I want him to keep it. I think he cherishes it the way you should cherish any type of championship. And this, this is one of my new favorites in uh, NXT right now. I don't know where this guy has been and why they didn't let him talk as much when he was, whether it's 205 Live or on WWE TV, but I think he's a good character. Well, I like Dragon Lee. I thought... um I was watching this segment and I couldn't help but to notice how comfortable that couch looked. He even had a throw blanket in there. I was like, oh, man, I will fall fun. asleep so fast in that couch. Um, I like Dragon Lee. I thought he came out pretty good. He looked very good here. I like the segment. I'm looking forward to both of these matches. This was good. Uh, I understood. I'm not Dragon. as high on 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 whatever his name is, the supernova guy, as you guys are, <laughs> but I like oh, Dragon Lee. Yeah. I, I understood uh, uh, Dragon Lee when he said 2EO. And uh, I auto-completed uh, that Timberichi lyric, and I was like, "Tu io, tu nemas, un problema." Uh, but uh, yeah, this this was dope. I really like this. And then, 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 uh, after this, uh, when we saw Noam Dar backstage, we'll talk about that. 
because there's some light yeah. continuity there. Oh, no, uh, dark continuity. It was dark. very dark continuity. <laughs> you can say that. I can't say that, but you can say that. <laughs> you're setting me up for that. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and I couldn't believe they did it. Like, I actually was just like, this is actually amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Like, this is where I feel like NXT is rewarding me for watching NXT all these years and 205 Live and just everything. You know? Continuity, like the MCU. Um, so Carmelo and Trick Williams versus Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. Carmelo and Trick getting a win pretty uh, easily here, although decent, decent length match. Yeah, pretty good. Trick looked really good in this match. I think he's getting a lot better. And I like that the finish where Trick had to block Drew Gulak, so it made it seem like a real actual tag team match was good. Yeah, I couldn't help but to think, man, if Carmelo and Trick are going to stay in NXT for a while, you can give them a run for the tag team titles. I think they work well together. I, the more I see Trick in the ring, the more you can see how much he's improving and working with Melo has really helped him. He's got the mic skills. So um, these are some of the cases of people that benefit from staying in NXT and not getting called up too soon. I love this match. Um, yeah, I was all up for it. I thought it was fun. Good. And it good. was the perfect length compared to that one that I thought the tactic match earlier was probably the match of the night, but I really did think it was too long where this one just felt like it flowed beautifully and it ended when it needed to. Um, so Carmelo and Trick won. Then they called out Braun Breaker, but Braun The disrespect. He stopped at the barbershop to get a cut, and I was just distracted. What is up with the must the, the bald spot in the middle of his mustache? I think that's a genetic thing. Some people, I think, I actually think Scott Steiner had one of those things. Yeah, I couldn't take my I've eyes off I've seen it that. on some people. They just can't, you know, just the same way some people can connect the goatee. Like, some yeah. people just had the bald spot in different places. All I know is that when this beard finally comes in, it's going to be incredible. Of course it you is. You should just keep growing it out. You're not going to shave it all? No, no, I mean, you know, I've been working on it 20 years now, but any day now. <laughs> work in progress is going to be complete. By 2044, it's going to be lit. Yeah. Wait, were we not disrespected by this guy being at the barbershop? Because I was. Okay. Everyone there seemed very uncomfortable with his presence. Was Did he did he broach some sacred space? Here? I don't understand what the problem is. They treated it like he had just showed up at Carmelo Hayes' house or something. Like they were going to zoom out and he yeah. was going to be somewhere inappropriate. He's just supporting a black-owned business. I have no problem with this. Yeah, I was going to say. I have a problem with it. It's he can open go to the public. People. You can tell by the way it, that he... Cuts his hair that this is not the kind of but this guy goes to supercuts, okay? He got That's no business here. He got no business here. He I can mean, go back to supercuts. My As problem was when he came back from the barber shop to imply that the barbers they he didn't have the edges or anything to imply that he got that haircut at a black barber shop. That's, That's my what problem. I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You can, he's I'm, clearly a supercuts guy. You can I mean, tell. I think we're we're doing some important dialogue here about relations between different cultural groups. And I have to say, as a white man with thick hair. I think about going to a black-owned barbershop all the time. Well, you should. You should. They they welcome I, you in. I, I, I that that's great to know. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to find one here in Las Vegas, and I'm going to go there oh, and no, be like, Las Vegas. Yeah. I feel like I'm just. I feel with my hair type. I feel like this this place is calling me. I think you should. I think you should share your report back on this podcast. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to ask for a fade because let me tell you. At Supercuts, I've been asking for a fade, and they never really do a fade there. They'll do a blend, no, but not a fade. You're asking too much, Glenn. You're asking too much from these people. 
at Supercuts? Yes. I've brought them photos of haircuts before, and <laughs> they approximate it, but they never do an exact copy. They're not about that life, Glenn. They're just trying to get over their shift and go home. It's true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were treating it, and everyone there looked so, like, scared. And I was like, there's, like, six dudes here. Yeah. Why are they afraid of, bra- of one brawn breaker? <laughs> because he's got that dog in him, Glenn. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, think, I was disrespected uh, by this. I don't need Uncle Brown Breaker in the barber shop. It's not about like anything like Carmelo Hayes House or Black Owned. No, no, no. He's not hip enough to be hanging out at these kind of places. He hasn't proven to me to be that cool. So I'm not allowing him there yet. Hip or no hip, we'll take your money. We need to keep money in the black community. It lasts only six hours in the black community. It needs to stay there. So we'll take your money, Brian. You and I both know, Alfred. I know you're going to defend him because he's like your favorite of all time. He didn't pay no money. He better have. They better have. He better have. They better have gotten some money out of him. They were scared of him. They were scared of him. They were going to ask him for money. You can see all of them were petrified. At the side of Brown Breaker, jeez. Maybe they thought it was physically impossible for a white person to walk into that barbershop. They're like, how are our security direct det- detectors not working? They had those lasers and he did that Mission Impossible <laughs> thing. <laughs> they were like, oh my God, how did he do that? <laughs> um, Keanu James defeated the Hale with Duke Hudson just sort of half-ass and paying attention his finals week he was finishing his 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 essay for i can't blame uh duke hudson for being preoccupied i thought tia hale looked great in the ring though she's awesome her energy her facial expressions when she sells so good man like i wanted her to win this i think she could go on an amazing run in it like she could be i hate to say somebody to the next somebody but she could be like 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 Bailey on Red Bull, if they play this right, you know what I mean. She could be yeah. just like this amazing, like monster, literally, literally monster energy drink, baby face. I think it's more than an energy drink, but <laughs> these kids in college, their stories you hear all the time. Is that another magic eight ball reference on this show? I don't think it's that. I think it's something a little more prescription. Oh. Um. <laughs> Although it would be funny, again, if it turns out that she's just like, I didn't grow up having caffeine or sugar, and somebody gave me, like, pixie sticks, and I'm just really amped up. That would be a good premise, also, if they turn this into, like, an after-school special at Chase U, where she gets addicted to pixie sticks. Wait, wait, wait. No, so it could be, like, the Saved by the Bell episode? Yes, with, uh, with just... sugar pills. <laughs> I have a friend who swears they went to a rave and did ecstasy in the 90s. And I'm like, how do you even know it was ecstasy? Somebody probably just gave you, like, you know, yeah, like some fun dip. And was like, here's some X. They probably just ripped you off and you were out there dancing like an idiot, thinking, I'm on ecstasy. This is amazing. What if they gave him a caffeine pill? Yeah, seriously. You know, they're all hype and I never felt this kind of energy. It was just a caffeine pill. Yeah. I think if you're at a rave and somebody tells you they're giving you ecstasy, you're it's not ecstasy. to believe them. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought Thea's great. Kiana James, whatever, she won this. Good good on her. But Thea Hale, man, if they start booking her, I think wait, so where's Andre Chase? He's still in like depression, exile or something. I don't know 
what happened, but now would be a good, it's graduation season right now. So they, I'm waiting on a chase you graduation style type segment that they can do. Yeah, but Kiana James has some serious potential. I hope they uh, really give her, or not Kiana James, uh, Thea Hale has some serious potential. I hope they really give her a push. But I like the idea of Kiana James trying to take over Chase U, have a fun sort of like major league type storyline where she comes in. Maybe he's like, our test scores are too low. Gets a little like lean on me style, like (laughs) makes them be harder on the students. There's a lot they could do with this, you know? Yeah. If they wanted to go the Leon on me route, they would bring in Dragon Lee. <laughs> Could you imagine if WWE did a Lean on Me storyline? <laughs> I, I wouldn't want it in WWE's hands, I'll tell you that. Which, if you haven't seen that movie, watch it now and think about how some of that stuff would fly in today's climate. Yeah. It's still a great movie, man. I it like is a great on. movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, Hale, uh, hugged Hudson as he continued to mark papers. He's checked out. He's got his tenure. He doesn't care anymore. Senioritis, man. He's ready to graduate. Yes. Uh, Wesley and Tyler Bate were being checked in a medical room as Mackenzie Mitchell stood by trying to figure out why schism attacked. And then Wesley came out and, uh, Joe Gacy and Ava appeared and uh, they're setting up this match for Battleground. Tyler Bate appears. So it's going to be a triple threat. Joe Gacy is all... I mean, like, it's amazing. This is not... This is peak Joe Gacy for seeing him. I feel like we see him a ton. But I don't feel like... The, I feel like the writing on him just keeps getting weaker and weaker. Where it's yeah. Just jibber-jabber at this point. Yeah, I agree. I was actually very impressed with what they did with Tyler Bate here. Instead of yeah. making him the stupid baby face, I'm going to root for my friend. Be like, hey, I respect you. I'm your buddy, but I also try to go for this title. Mm-hmm. Turn it into a triple threat. There's nothing I hate more than the baby face coming out to hide their champion friend where he's like, if I can get a shot at it, why not? It will only make sense. So I actually really thought that Tyler Bate was great here. Yeah. I like the segment. I like the in-rings. It was weird because I didn't think the backstage segment was very good at all. I didn't think Wesley was good in that backstage segment, but I thought he was great, especially after Tyler Bate told him that he wanted a shot at that title. I thought he was great at acting like he had been betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier, so a couple of things, uh, promo segments that happened tonight. JC Jane commented about stuff with Gigi. That ain't over. Um, then we had Noam Dar backstage talking to Last Legend in Miss Jackson. Yeah, Noam. I see you, Noam. Noam's going to show up in that barbershop next. <laughs> yeah, but lashing out, possibly coming back. I was excited for that. Yeah. That was kind of funny how they had her doing it, though, where she's like, oh, we got the Grace Waller effect now on SmackDown. Everybody's got talk show. What about my... I mean, like, that was good. That was a good way. Do we think that, that uh, Tony D'Angelo putting that producer, maybe that's the number one suspect for snitching. What happened to that producer? We never Mark. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Also going on my list. Yeah. So where will Noam Dar show up next? Tune in <laughs> oh my god um but yeah good good continuity there mm-hmm. um <laughs> it, but you know what it's but you know what it's like though to be honest it's like he's been doing this cup thing and alicia fox apparently just got released like two weeks ago from her legend seal it's like that that put a light bulb off and somebody just remembered that storyline 
and then was like, I know what we should do. And one <laughs> backstage chatting up Lash. Yeah. Uh, Noon Mountain with the important question. Is Noam Dar invited to the cookout? I mean, hide your wives, but yeah, sure. Hide your aunties. <laughs> hide your aunties. So, uh, so we're going to have that triple threat with Wesley at Battleground on May 28th. Von Wagner was backstage and counting, talking to Mr. Stone. Oh, I can't believe they're doing this still. Stone pulls out that picture of Von as a kid, asks him if you're ready to confront the picture. Are you ready to confront the picture? They're getting a lot of mileage out of this, and I, I don't know if they're getting mileage out of this or if they're just, like, stringing it along. The real-life, Von Wagner's real-life story, I would love to learn about that. I think if treated respectfully, it's good. But the way they're forcing this, this is the new Matt Morgan stutter. <laughs> like we need uh, to give you, we need to give you this adversity. Like it's very important. The audience knows you're overcoming adversity and some issues. And I think that it's exploiting something that's real and that they're not treating with the sensitivity it deserves. And it's weird how Robert Stone is like, clearly he doesn't want to talk about it. If this was made up, that's one thing, but it's, it's weird. They're doing this based on a real life thing. and be like, could you imagine like with Gigi Dolan, if, if before, all this happened. JC Jane every week was like, hey, do you want to talk about your terrible upbringing and your mother and all these terrible things? When are you ready? You know what I mean? It's It feels very insensitive. I mean, is this based on real life with Von Wagner? And and I mean, I don't feel like they're exploiting it just by saying that they want him to talk about it. I mean, if they go a certain direction with it, yeah, quite possibly. But I'm I assuming just... it is if this is all kayfabe and a creation and whatnot, but I'm assuming this is a real life story. I'm inferring that this is a real thing. It's just, it's very, I, I think they would have been better off having him do a promo or an interview and talk about this and do sure. it that way rather than have Robert Stone, his manager, like ha hassling him about it. Right. Agreed. I am interested in the story behind this for what it's yeah. worth. It's just, I don't know if I'm, wait three four five weeks interested it's like okay just let me know now like i don't want to wait anymore yeah um wow. roxanne perez versus jc jane quarterfiles match for the nxt women's championship tournament with roxanne perez getting the win also predictable but great match yeah this was good yeah i mean i'm glad that they have a clean finish and then Gigi came out for the attack instead of just doing the what you could have done which was Gigi costing jc the match they still let roxanne get that win but yeah this was it was a fun match couple of, it was a little slow and a couple of miscommunication spots in the beginning but it ended up turn, they turned it around and it was great at the end so tiffany stratton's gonna face came out to stare down roxanne so they're gonna yes. face each other in the semis correct yeah. correct that'll be good I really thought yeah. they were going to be the final two. I know. They did the brackets very weird. Very weird. Yeah. I mean, Tiffany's got to win. This, I right? feel the bracket on the other side, it was always Cora, no matter what. Like when you look yeah. at it, where the bracket, I have Roxanne, he had Tiffany. So that side, I wasn't too sure who was going to win. Where, I don't know. I feel like Cora was going to go to the finals on the other, on the other side of the bracket, no matter what. I'm excited for Roxanne and. Tiffany Stratton next week. Yeah. See, Joseph saying Roxanne versus Cora in the finals is predictable. I feel like, I know we don't want two heels in the finals, but man, Tiffany Stratton, 
It's on a bit of a streak. And then uh, you could do Tiffany and Lyra and give us a whole fresh matchup. Yeah. I mean, Cora has taken a couple of losses here. So, yeah. And they're both like newly minted heels and just like aggressively heels. It's not like one of them is like the type of heel gets cheered by the audience or is kind of a cool heel. They're both like very aggressive heels. So it'd be a very weird pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gigi Dolan ambushed JC. So I'm assuming Gigi and JC are going to have their final blow off on this at Battleground on this feed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, precisely. Where Gigi gets her massive baby face win. I don't know, man. I feel like uh, I feel like JC might have the edge there if you've been on Gigi's IG stories lately. Wait, what? She's. I mean, she's been tweeting seemingly that she misses her old character, and some people are wondering whether or not she wants out. Or Gigi has. Gigi has. Yes, she's she, the former Priscilla Kelly. Wait, her old character in NXT or old character well, on, the, on indies? the indies? On the indies. Well, maybe we'll get another one of those memorable spots again at NXT Battleground. Yeah. Well, what memorable spots? You're talking about when? Wait, you don't remember the Priscilla Kelly memorable spot? Oh, okay. Okay, that that memorable <laughs> spot. <laughs> Is that what you want to see? Can the kids that watch would, that? That would be an amazing way to be like going out, fingers in the sky, like. I'm back Figure somewhere else too. <laughs> <laughs> but that spot, I mean, for better or worse, that's one of the most talked about spots in indie wrestling. I was going to say female indie wrestling, but indie wrestling as a whole. Yeah. The, the indies will have like a handful of spots every year that really are polarizing and generate a lot of debate. Like the Luigi pizza spots, one of those, they had the dog wrestling one. And then uh, Gigi Dolan, Doing what she did with, uh, well, we don't have to describe it. Yes. Uh, the band L7 uh, did the same thing back in the early 90s. And later that night, Pearl Jam played and dedicated the song Even Flow to them. Uh, so Kelvin R. Alexander, $5, saying, I'd love to see Cora versus Tiffany. And Cora screws her turning face. Uh, I think it's too early for Cora to turn face. To either of them turning face, I think. it's way Cora too was face. And like when she was doing the skater girl thing, that was a really yeah. boring gimmick. Yeah, it was much super better boring. Um, so Carmelo and Trick confronted Braun Breaker in the main event tonight. Tons of security guards standing between them. Yeah, not that it mattered. They all were dressed exactly like Braun too. Almost, I mean, he had a tank top, show off those guns, but. It was hard to keep up with who was Braun and who's the security once it all broke down. They were all one. When two <laughs> become one. You know what I thought initially is when the security started walking out, a couple of them were brothers. So I was like, what, did he convert the barbershop sec- people to security? Like, what? I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing, Alfred. <laughs> that would be amazing, but yeah. Um, so uh, cool though with uh, the spot with flying over the security guards with Hayes. I mean, yeah, they almost they had to kind of run up. It was kind of premature, so it was a little scary. But they did catch him. You got to meet him halfway. Yeah. That's the key, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Carmelo Hayes did get a little bit of uh, offense on there on Brown Breaker. I mean, we seen Brown Breaker destroy him for a couple of weeks in a row, but Brown mm-hmm. still got a couple in. So. But at least we saw, um, we did see Carmelo Hayes kind of get some. You're not saying cult leader Braun. 
Big Bad Booty Braun. Hey, but he drops. Bad Booty Breaker was my favorite one. Bad Booty Breaker. Yeah. Bet he drives with his pants buttoned up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am. I'm glad Battlegrounds coming up because I can't take them stretching this on longer. Braun needs to be on the main roster like yesterday. I like this new Braun. I'm having fun with him. I think you know, as long as he wants to stay in NXT, I think we should enjoy him. And I. But like the one thing I don't like about this feud is Braun Breaker repeatedly saying he does not want the NXT title. A, it's kind of telegraphing that the finish he's not going to win or he'll yeah. lose maybe in a fluky way and then just destroy Carmelo. Uh, and then also it buries the titles, your world title. And I don't like the former world champion saying he doesn't want this title back. If he doesn't want the title back, then he needs to just start taking people backstage and punishing them like Dijak. Like, why are you in the <laughs> ring then? Yeah. Point. This was a good main segment. I think um, Battleground's going to be good. But, man, they got you know what they need, though? I mean, here's the thing. WWE. Let me, let me explain something to you. Let me break it down. TK, Vince, Pop H, Sean, I know you pay attention to this podcast. If you're going up against AEW, like, there's no respectable way of the samurai to do that. Like, oh, we're just going to put on the best show and you put on the best show and may the best wrestling promotion win, yada, yada. Like, we need some main roster people. You got to heat some of this up. We need some spectacle. Like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to go head to head, go head to head. Don't just put something on the air while they put something on the air and hope you pull a respectable number. Where are, where is the glitz? Where's the razzmatazz with this? You know? I think they're just doing it to be petty. But if you, but I'm saying be petty, be petty. Why don't have, why aren't Isla Dawn and Alba Fire defending their uh, NXT women's tag team championships against like damage control or something? Like, why aren't they doing something to get some more main roster eyeballs on this product if they're going head to head with AEW? It is a weird thing because on one hand, yes, they're going head to head with AEW, but they don't want to go all the way in because they don't want to make it. Because if they do get beat, or if it's perceived that AEW does but better, no one knows. they don't this, want the perception that they beat our A stars. Yeah, no, I agree with Peacock you. Peacock numbers are probably like just do something. Let's just get a yeah. couple more eyeballs. Let's get some headlines because right now, if you're not watching NXT, why are you tuning in to the show? We need some new. We need some new eyes on this. We need to do something fresh. You know. Yeah, yeah they, it's they're just trying to play it cool or as cool as you can be if you are actually going head to head. They don't want to make it look like they're desperate or that they feel that they need to send their main roster stars on NXT. Whereas the only time NXT really ever did beat AEW head to head when they were doing the Wednesday Night Wars was when they had main roster stars yeah. on NXT. I'm not saying book John Cena and uh, well, know, he can't go no more. Yeah, no, I'm not saying book Brock on this. You know, He's but basically finishing the story that Cody can't. You know, but let's do better story than everybody combined. If we're learning anything from this, it's that Cody Cody uh, Cody has trouble finishing. <laughs> hey yo, maybe he should unbutton his pants while he drives. Okay, not only do they need to sell Trick Williams unbuttoned pants, they should also <laughs> sell the story to Cody Rhodes' never-ending story. It's, I, I freaking, buy that book. it's encyclopedia at this point, bro. I've been writing this thing forever. Hey, what are you talking to me about that for? It's WWE's booking that they think that they should have that fake belt on Roman Reigns. I said they've been to the end of this story. After this, is not 
this ending. It's Philadelphia. They'll probably boo the ending like they booed Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble, like they boo everything else. Sure, Alfred. After this week's episode of Succession, is the name Roman too toxic <laughs> in popular culture? No, I think Roman's toxic peak was in season two. I don't know. Like, wait, did you toxic, watch this week? Toxic was oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah. the TikTok that Roman posted today. That is toxic behavior right there. That man is a savage. Roman Reigns? Yeah, go check out the TikTok he posted. No, don't check it out, Alfred. I'll trigger you. <laughs> no, no, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll be in the comment <laughs> section for that one. <laughs> there you have it, folks. That was NXT. Alfred said, this is nasty. He says, NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with a one. I'm Ackland Rubenstein. Tomorrow night, AEW coverage. Friday night, we're back for SmackDown. Is Rampage even on Fridays anymore? It's I guess we're not covering on, it anymore. Is it on this Friday? No, the Go no, Home I show think, is next Saturday. Yeah, I think the one next week is live, if I'm not mistaken. So that one should oh, be a from good Vegas. one. But okay. I don't know what... Uh, they'll announce it on Wednesday. They'll be like, hey, Rampage live Monday at 9 a.m. I don't even know when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there you have it, everybody. Uh, Have a good one. We'll get you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Bye.